Morning BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ashdown in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA! And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Good Morning, BHA, a podcast where we talk about all things barbershop in Australia with quite a healthy dollop of international. And it's quite pertinent that I should say a healthy dollop of international because I have with me here in the studio the 2018 International Champion Quartet After Hours! Gentlemen, hello! Hello! <laughs> it is currently 1 minute to 11pm in New Zealand, so uh, I'm uh, grateful for the time of uh, After Hours, and uh, attract- two members of their attractive entourage are with us as well. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Excellent. So um, our time is limited, gentlemen, so uh, let's hop straight into it. Um, please, if you'd be kind enough to go around the quartet and just in a, a minute or two introduce yourself to the listeners and um, t- tell listeners about your sort of musical background and how you discovered Barbershop. Yeah, Tim. Um, my name is Tim Beidel. I sing the tenor part, and um, I found barbershop in high school. Grew up in a musical family and was in choir, and uh, my parents went to a uh, barbershop show in the area, and the Gas House Gang happened to be the featured quartet. They brought home CDs, and it got me hooked. Um, I listened to their uh, two of their CDs just nonstop. Eventually went and saw them live. And uh, started a high school quartet, um, went off to college, and uh, met Dan at college. And we uh, started the first iteration of After Hours. We didn't have a name at first, but we we did a couple, um, uh, what do you call it? Talent shows. Talent shows <laughs> for, our, for our corral, our Bradley corral. And um, and yeah, after, after doing a couple of those, uh, we heard about... Uh, a local barbershop contest, which happened to be the Illinois District Prelim Contest, and we signed up and went as a college quartet, and also, I guess, in the in the big boy contest as well. But um, that was kind of, we kind of found out by happenstance that there was an, a barbershop um, contest, and that's kind of... How it all began. That's how, how it all the, began. How the legend began. And so you, you knew you loved singing, and you knew you could sing, and so when you discovered it, you just took to it like a duck to water. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always enjoyed singing to some degree, but I think when I found bar, when I found the Gas House Gang in <laughs> high school, honestly, you know, I I think I was in choir junior high and high school because my parents kind of made me, um, and I would enjoy it. But when I found barbershop, there was you know this this uh, passion and this addiction that was a different level from just enjoying music, yeah, you nice. know, relatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, so. uh, I think uh, Gas House Kane has uh, some explaining to do in relation to John Yule getting involved in Barbershop too, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> oh! Hey! Hey! hey. <laughs> Brian, over to you. Hi, so uh, my name is Brian Ziegler. Uh, I sing the baritone. Uh, man, I was really kind of born into Barbershop. Uh, my dad was a barbershopper. Uh, he was uh, getting into a, a new chorus in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area uh, right around the time that I was born. And in fact, the, the chorus received its charter 
on the day that I was born. Hey! And uh, the story goes is that my dad pulled my mom out of the hospital a day early uh, so that he could go compete in the division contest with uh, with this new chorus. Uh, and uh, priorities. Yeah, and that uh, that was the Midwest Vocal Express uh, chorus in Greendale, Wisconsin, which I now direct. Nice. Uh, so uh, kind of full circle there. Uh, but uh, he took me to my first chorus rehearsal uh, at the age of nine. Hey. And uh, I've just been obsessed with it ever since uh you know two-thirds of my life has has been with barbershop and you remember so. as a nine-year-old you remember that pretty clearly yeah 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 definitely i mean i remember uh the room and i sang uh, uh you'll never walk alone oh, wow. uh, the russ forest arrangement uh, on, on tenor obviously and uh you know as i grew up and my voice changed and uh, it's kind of a my my dad let me switch to bass in the chorus as a present for my twelfth birthday. Hey, uh, so that uh, <laughs> uh, so it uh, you know, and then I started singing in quartets around uh, thirteen or fourteen, uh, all you know, with my dad, and <clears throat> then went into the college contest and started competing uh, a little more seriously, and uh, met after hours guys through uh, through the contests and. I was in a quartet called Expedition. Uh, this year is actually our 10th anniversary hey. of winning the district in nice. the Lakes. And uh, we had just retired that year. And uh, Tim sent me a Facebook message. And that's, that's kind of how, how, that's yeah. kinda how I, I came about it. So. Yeah. Uh, good one. Excellent story. And so um, when you hear people say, oh, you know, so-and-so is too young to enjoy barbershop, you're a living example of you're never too young. Oh, if, yeah. If you're going to love it, you're going to love Absolutely it. Absolutely not. You know, it's, uh, that was one of, uh, I think one of the really kind of, uh, formative experiences for me. Uh, you know, it was important to me as, as I was growing up that, uh, I was seen as kind of like an equal. It wasn't just I was this kid among all these adults. It was just we were we were all members yeah. of this chorus, and, and and that was that was really important to me growing up. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Danny, hey, I'm Dan Wessler. I sing bass. Um, I grew up in a a very classically musical family. What you gonna say? Very classy family. No, um. that too. <laughs> well, actually, no, not even close. And modest, not even yeah. close. <laughs> Only in music were we classy. Um, no, but it's uh, we, we we grew up in a, a classical music family. We got um, my dad was a, a high school orchestra director for his career. My mom, uh, not a career musician, but she played the cello and the organ. Uh, my brother, my brother is currently a, a doctor of music and wow. sacred music. He he built a harpsichord in high Gosh, school. You got to that gives you an idea of the kind of household we had. <laughs> yeah, we listened to a lot of Bach. Nice. That gives you an idea. Um, so I grew up very much in, in, in that way. You know, I studied music. I went to high school and I sang and I went to college for music education. You know, I was really into just classical music and choral music and everything. Um, so that, that was my background. Um, but when I went to college, you know, I was singing in the, in the Bradley Chorale and, you know, I met Tim. And when Tim brought up this idea, you know, brought his, his high school barbershop experience to, to me and said, hey, let's, let's form a quartet for the talent show. The more I was singing barbershop with Tim, like... I, I latched onto it in such a strong way because I kind of felt like this strong calling for it because as a singer, I mean, I took voice lessons in high school and college and, you know, I've, you know, I, I did okay and, and I still, there's some things that I struggle with that I still struggle with, you know, in terms of like singing in the, the classical bel canto style and the the constant relaxed released vibrato and those things, I, I these are things I still have not mastered, you know? Um, and, and when we were singing Barbershop, 
you know, I realized like I have this voice that I have a, an accurate straight tone resonant voice. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, barbershop is what I'm supposed yeah, to do. Right. It's kind of yeah. felt like a calling to that style because of like the structure of my voice and how mm -hmm. it's built. So that, that was a huge thing for me when Tim, you know, brought it up. I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I love singing this. It's what my voice is for. And I was, I was so called to it. Um, but yeah. And then I think Tim kind of took it from there, how we <clears throat> competed in the college competition. Proactive so yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll yeah, yeah, merge with Tim's story we'll there. there you go. Yeah, so. Andrew? Hi, I'm Drew Ochoa. Um, I started barbershop in high school, uh -huh. and before that, I mean, my musical career, I guess musical experiences started Life, yeah. um, in my sophomore year in high school. Before then, I was a sports jock, played um, soccer, I played basketball, football, ran track, baseball, um, and uh, I auditioned for West Side Story my sophomore year. And our director, I, I, we had to sing a song, and after I sang the song, the director kind of just had his jaw dropped, and he was like, well, who is this? Because that community has already kind of started from all the previous years, and, and so they kind of have their club of people they yes. select from, and there's just a random guy that shows up. more unusual to come in after everyone's yeah, there already. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I had no idea what I was doing. Someone said, just audition, sing, and, and whatever. So I did, and that was kind of eye-opening for me because the director said, you know, you have a great voice, and I think you should do musicals and stuff. So, Just on that, was yeah. that a surprise? Did you kind of know in the moment that this like feels good, or were you surprised when they said that was great? Or um, I had some... I mean, I had always enjoyed singing yep. um, I was in choir my, uh, in 7th grade and 8th grade no just 7th grade I was in choir and then I stopped to, to, to do sports and my grandmother's very musical she used to say she used to be a radio singer back in I don't know the 50s I would say or 40s um, and uh, so I kind of always had a, a musical background not a lot of ton of experience doing it uh. so it was kind of a shock because I didn't think I was any good but According to them, listening to the audition, they're like, this is phenomenal. So um, I ended up doing musicals after that. Uh, we did Grease in um, my junior year. And awesome. I uh, did Footloose my senior year. Awesome. And I played both leads for those. And then my senior year, my uh, choir director finally asked me to join the choir. And I, I had the time available in my schedule, so it worked out that I joined choir. And he had kind of talked about like barbershop a little bit. He would show some videos from competition. And then one day he asked, he said, would you be interested in being in a high school quartet for a competition? I said, not a, not a problem. I'll give it a shot. So he gave me a learning track to tenor, and uh, I learned Blue Skies. was the first song I learned. And at the end, you know, there's a big, the big string, and the tenor had it on the, on the learning track. So I held the note out forever, and I went back and had rehearsal with the quartet. And they looked at me like, <laughs> you can do that, huh? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> so that was the thing. And our quartet, our quartet name was called Post-it Notes. Nice. And that's what we did. We sang Blue Skies and we won this competition. Hey. And that competition allows you to go to Harmony Camp in Ohio. And back then it was the Singing Buckeyes Harmony Camp. Massive, massive camp. We had, I think, over 300 students. And um, the... The, the men's chorus, it's men's and uh, uh, women's, and the men's chorus had about, I think, 125 that year. And awesome chorus directed by Gary Lewis. And so I'm as I'm talking about you know my high school director or here and there, my high school director is actually Randy Bachman, who is the 
base of yesteryear. So he's a he's a big time barbershopper, but he's such a gentle giant, just mm-hmm. an easy guy, and um, he was never threw things at us. And so oh. you need to sing barbershopper. This is my quartet, and we do this. He's just like, if you want to try it, you can yeah, try. Yeah, nice. So um, we went to harmony camp, my quartet that won, and I met Nick Gordon, who is the current tenor of Midtown, and Nick and I became friends instantly. Um, we he showed me a bunch of music. He gave me some of my first albums to listen to, um, vocal spectrum albums, uh, Keepsake, and Platinum were like nice. the three big quartets that I listened to yep. starting out. And his high school director was was Gary Lewis. Huh. So I got to start hanging out with Gary more, uh, learning learning his friends from the high school that he went to, and we were best friends, and we're still basically best friends. Um, and we went to school together in college at Bowling Green State University. Started a prestige quartet. Um, went along to win the 2011 collegiate competition. Um, we finished out our next year, and then I actually stopped singing barbershop for about three years, um, at two and a half. And I went on to get my master's degree in voice in Chicago. So the quartet split up, and started working in the Chicago area after school. And I got a call from Tim vital here and he said hey our lead stepping down there's a team emerging uh, here Tim yeah. tends to take the initiative yeah. on a number of circumstances <laughs> he's known for that which <laughs> <laughs> is great which is great um, and he asked if I'd be interested in audition for the quartet went down and then four months later we showed up on the international stage in 2015 with this foursome yeah and uh, the rest is history yeah mm-hmm. awesome well thank you for bringing us sort of full circle so our, our time is short so tell us briefly um, about yeah your, your college quartet experiences because you, you know you had different ones and uh, and that obviously having had success there you you got even more confidence that you're sort of you're on a bit of a good thing with this barbershop quartet and you knew you had a future mm-hmm. albeit at the time you didn't know us together well in 2011 we well, 2010 and 2011 uh, we all competed against each other there you go, yeah. in the in the college contest. In 2011, specifically, uh, Drew's Quartet Prestige won mm. the contest. Mm. Uh, After Hours came in third, mm-hmm. and my Quartet Expedition was fourth. There you go. Uh, so we were mm-hmm. all we were all up on stage at the end of the day. So, uh, and at, at that stage, um, <clears throat> you just sort of know each other just in passing, or did you know each other somewhat yeah. well, or yeah, I mean, passing? I would say at well, that yeah. point. I mean, yeah. just. New, 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 new. We knew when we, yeah, we, we were competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the previous year, uh, Prestige was second. Uh, sure. Expedition was fifth, and After Hours was sixth. So, mm-hmm. like, we knew we knew the other quartets sure. in, in kind of sure. that general range. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so, sort of fast forwarding through all this, um, and I guess you know, getting to to After Hours as such, and and the change in in personnel. Um, you know, how did how did that all work? And I guess every time you did that, you had to just you know readjust a bit and find it because every four yeah. every foursome is unique yeah it was interesting because when brian joined the quartet um it wasn't as much of a change obviously as when drew joined the quartet as a lead singer right yeah. so um when brian joined i mean there were adjustments and there were different things you know to ma- matching timbres voices and things like that that um were small adjustments but i feel like we found our stride pretty quickly in that change um maybe one contest cycle or whatever with Drew, you know, we found maybe our sound fairly quickly, but it took multiple years to really find who we were, who we were as a quartet mm-hmm. from a personality standpoint, from a song selection standpoint. A lot of things like that. The bigger overarching, you know, X factor performance things, um, 
that that really make a huge impact for the top level quartets. That was the stuff that was that was really difficult to find with a new lead. Um, I kind of tell people, you know, that when when Drew joined the quartet, you know, the thought process is, oh, okay, Drew has to fit into our sound. It was 100 percent the opposite. <laughs> All three of us had to. Drew had, said, "No, nah, I'm not yeah. changing. He's not going to come to me, boys." Right. You know, we made we made really really big changes. Uh, you know, our, our old lead Ben, great singer, mm. uh, and just really expressive. Loves to just slam chords, and that's what we did. Was mm -hmm. we we were just slamming, ringing chords yeah. all the time. And Drew's got a lot of finesse yeah. uh, to his yeah. voice, and so the three of us were there like slam, slam, <laughs> slam. And Drew's like, "Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> wait for me." And I, I, I like to say that you know the, the way I describe it is, I mean, Ben and Drew are both fantastic singers. Ben Ben was a vertical singer, and Drew yep. was a, a horizontal singer. Yep. You know, Ben would sing just we'd hit each chord, and and, and Drew was more of a, a lyrical horizontal singer and and you know Tim mentioned us having to come to Drew it, it took some time for us to figure out we needed to do that yeah. so I remember our first few gigs with Drew uh -huh. he would it, it was almost like Drew and he can probably speak more to this it, it felt like he was kind of afraid to really come out as the lead because he was trying to match what we were doing and rather than being the lead he was trying to be in the ensemble with us and it wasn't until we stopped and talked about it, it was like hold on no, Drew, just do what you want. Do what you want, and, 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 and we'll come to you. And I think it, it took some time for him to realize that's what he could do and that's what he needed to do, is not worry about blending with us and make us come to him. And yeah, it, it, it took some time. You know, it, it, was a, it was a slow realization, but it was a, an important realization. After three years of hard work, you're an overnight sensation, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me, let me I, I have a theory. <laughs> you're welcome, it took you a little while. There's a bit more, bit more uh, for your MC work. So um, I have a theory that I'd love to test with you, and that is, um, uh, so after I was with, with Ben, uh, I remember the semi-final, you may remember as well, mm -hmm. We there, there was full of... Um, new arrangements and more edgy barbershop and after hours just came out and sang a couple of straight barbershop songs and just locked and ringed the heck out of it and rung and the auditorium just went nuts as if thank goodness yeah like some just you know straight good old traditional barbershop um and you so i uh, you know tell me what you remember of that experience and that sort of register the other thing is um after hours struck me as sort of the boys next door charming likable you know um comfortable confident on stage humble whereas uh, and i'm amused that you use this reference earlier on drew about being a college jock you're more the cool kid you know the the danny zuko you know lead of greece this sort of thing so when you came in it was sort of the nice boys next door and this college jock and, and i was like, I was like how's, how's this gonna work <laughs> Uh, well, no, that's that, I mean, no. I, I I think that's that's it though. Is that I mean I mean maybe that was kind of your your perception or some people's perception of that. We know that that with Ben, we had I mean just the way he had that charming Here's kind of kid like yeah. kid like you know feeling that he would bring to the performances, and we knew that that was going to change. And so that was the that was the tough thing was when Drew came in. It was like okay, how do we find? And I think the biggest thing was what type of songs are going to really work for us, you know? And I think that took, it just took time. It took yeah, time, yeah. it took trial and error. Trying this song, trying that song. 
okay, we yeah. like it for a month. All right, now we hate it. You know, like, <laughs> okay, that doesn't, you know. And, and that, that's something I, I tell Cortez that I've learned from this is that you, there's sometimes you can't choose your identity. Yep. You know, you, you, if you're in a foursome, you, all right, let's be, we want to be a cool, you know, OC <clears throat> Times California surfer quartet. Well, if you're not those four guys, sorry, it ain't going to work. Yeah, right. yep. You need to, what you need to do is sing lots of different variety of the songs and the ones that get good audience reactions. Yep. Are the ones you the you know? Tell too you bad are. you don't get to choose what that you is, are. That is gold. You are what it you are. It will emerge. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and you find it just by trial and error. Yeah. So you heard it first from Dan right here. That's the yeah. goal. <laughs> That's the goal. We <laughs> sang songs about your face. You so. sang. Yeah, that's what he did. Ben, ben was a face lead. <laughs> he was a face lead. <laughs> and Drew's a butter and coffee lead. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah. What, yeah. what are you gonna that's do? True. What are you gonna do? So um, yes, fast forwarding uh, through all this. Tell tell us about. The, sort of the last couple of years, um, you, you know, uh, it's about 17 and then I guess coming into 18, you, you know, highest score in, sure. in society history. Um, was it, was it a, something like how, what were your goals? How goal oriented were you? Were you, you know, this straight for the gold, all that sort of thing. And then, you know, through the, through the rounds when you really, you must look sure. at each other and gone, this is going all right. We had a, a kind of a breakthrough in after, uh, 16 mm. in Nashville. We, um, we came in sixth that mm -hmm. year, and we had this mindset of wanting to medal, and we qualified in fifth. Yeah, and, and came sixth, and put a lot of pressure on ourselves mentally there you go. to yeah. win a medal. And that kind of <clears throat> it ruined our week. Mm -hmm. The week was we didn't enjoy the week at all. We didn't enjoy the weekend singing, and then Saturday night where everybody goes out and does stuff. I personally was I just wanted to go to bed. I didn't want to hang out, sing tags or anything. Um, and so we had a huge discussion, like, why are we doing this? What's the mm. point of being in the quartet? And worked with a couple of people. I mean, we had a little session with Jim Henry, just kind uh -huh. of figuring out what we wanted. And I started taking this image of not maybe wanting to be a barbershop quartet, but just being more of like a boy band and just uh -huh. being able to be free and do what we want. So we experimented with that. And then we started saying, okay, what is the goal in international? What are we trying to achieve? And for myself and definitely the others as well, we figured, let's just go to try and get shows. Mm -hmm. Let's, all the chorus chapter, um, the board members are in this audience, a lot of them Want them, them to remember you. Yeah. Yeah. We want them to, we want to sing songs that they want to have nice. on their shows. Yeah. And we want to entertain them yeah. as, this is our bid for your show. Yeah. Yep. And we just, we ran with that mentality and also working with other and just to take and, well, and honestly take the pressure off of the contest because yeah. that, that was the thing is that we had put especially in Nashville we had put so much pressure on ourselves and I don't even know if we necessarily said our goal is to meddle but we just talked about it incessantly yeah. Yeah. within the quartet to where it was this feeling we where knew. we we knew yeah. that if we didn't meddle it was going to be some kind of a disappointment it, yeah. And it, it just it ended up being a very negative energy mm, in the yeah. quartet. Mm. Whereas in rehearsal, something goes wrong or, or a song isn't going very well. And all of a sudden we get all negative and very tough on ourselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're not even having fun. Mm. And, you know, so it was just, it affected yeah. everything. Where if you're not having a good time, you know, it's just... What, what what's the point of this, right? Yeah. We're in a barbershop because it's fun yeah, and enjoyable. And, and, right. yeah. and just from so. from the perspective of just the business of the quartet as a long distance quartet, mm. you know, there's mm. only so long that you can keep a long distance quartet going if other people aren't paying for you to get together and rehearse. 
so if you know if we're not getting shows, we're not going to rehearse, and we're going to run out of money to fly Drew up from Orlando mm. uh, just to rehearse. So uh, I mean, it just it made sense for the longevity of our quartet, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. It also took a lot of pressure off of us in seventeen that we qualified in sixth. Uh, and so we said, all right, well, worst case scenario, you know, we might finish the same place we did last year. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's just no pressure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we went out there in that first set and people came up to us after in Vegas and they're like, what is this quartet? Are you guys trying to win this competition? <laughs> this is new. This is, we don't, we've never seen this from wow. you guys. So that was kind of like, okay, cool. People are talking about us yeah. and we're just, but our mentality was never like, all right. No, we're going to be in the medals now. It's just so, like we're going to keep doing. So those doing. comments didn't because you already had your mentality learnt from previously. You're like, this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. The comments was, oh, that's great, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And you're just going to yeah. keep doing yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, f- fifteen and sixteen. Uh, I would not look at Facebook during yeah, the whole wow. week because you know every, everybody. There's all these threads yeah, of, of oh, post your top five after the, after yeah, this round. And I just I wouldn't Don't say look it with at the attitude in your voice. It's a, it's a <laughs> fun thing to do. It is. <laughs> It totally is. And and I would not look. I refuse right. to look at sure. it. Seventeen, we're like, where are we at? Where are we yeah, at? Wow. Okay, all right. So we're like, like, uh, like forty percent have yeah. us in the top three. Okay, cool. Like that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And then played out that way. So this sounds like um, this realization and learning of singing for yourself, singing for shows, that sort of thing, and not the medals is actually evolving at the same time as you finding coming better and better at your quartet identity and the songs that best suit you, et cetera, yeah? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was evolving parallel. Yeah, I, I remember something as well um, that we were coaching with Tim, Tim Warwick and Theo Hicks and whatnot at that time. And I remember, I remember one thing Theo mentioned that helped with Instant Classic as well was that they came to a point where um, in their song selection they said, we have to all four love what we're singing. And that coincided so well with kind of our adjustment to, this isn't about the contest, it's about you know winning a medal and winning gold and whatever, this is about us having fun and being an entertaining quartet. And so what better way to do that than for every song selection that we have, all four of us have to be 100% on board loving it. Not looking at it, a song selection as, this is a great song for contest and this will score us points. Uh-huh. No, we just love this song. Uh-huh. This song's a great song that we love, you yeah. know. And how many so. how many examples did you have where two or three went, oh, I'd just love to sing this song, uh, and one or two just went, you know, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the example for me, and it's I See the Light. Yeah. Um, yeah. We sang it for a couple of years, and I kind of hid in the... I really didn't like the song. Mm. Uh, but... Um, Drew sang it well, and Drew liked the song, so I was like, well, if the lead likes it, I guess I'll just kind of go along with it. And sometime in between 16 and 17, I was like, guys, I just really don't like this song. And these guys were like... Looked at their watches, it's been two years. Okay. <laughs> and these guys were like, okay, yeah, nice. we'll just drop it, we'll find a new ballad. And I think yeah. that was the reason we sang Come What May at prelims, that year, <laughs> yeah. just because yeah, right. we, we just said we're only going to sing. sing stuff that we all love, yeah. and yeah. that was that was something awesome. I don't know, just because because then from then on it was like in contest we're going into every round like, oh, we love these songs we're singing. You know, we're not yeah. dreading a round or dreading right. a song or oh, hope we get, get through, through this, this or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it was just fun. So and reflect for me briefly if you could just on that, uh, just sounds a statement of the obvious but the importance of being able to make decisions as a quartet and 
make them like together and supporting each other rather than getting resentful or you know sticking a being a stick in the mud that sort of thing anyone yeah yeah i mean i think it's it's just you know part of that mentality is is kind of we uh, uh we check the egos at the door and uh you know when when we're together it's 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 an ego free zone and uh you know we're we're all here for each other and mm. if if you know if if drew doesn't like a song we don't do it Next mm. if i don't like a song yeah. we don't do it that it actually makes it easier in that way you know before it's like we would have these discussions where we're like we're trying to convince one guy in the quartet to get on board with the other three <laughs> right. guys no, right. now it's like well if one guy's not on board yeah. we're not doing the it song so itself, like, if it's we're going we're to gonna do with the song itself like, so. next the, idea it, it was like the, the lead's dislike mattered more than one of the sure. harmony sure. parts dis- yeah. because it's the lead and the lead's got to sell the song but <laughs> you know if but everybody yeah. if one person doesn't like the song we don't yeah. do it awesome uh, racing along as we must so yeah, tell the listeners just about the about twenty eighteen and and you know how with the mentality going into comp and did you know because it turned out you were in a pretty special place musically and 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 you know from a owning the stage perspective. So how was the journey through that 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 week? I don't I don't think twenty eighteen felt much different than twenty seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think yeah it was I mean we had I, I, I think by twenty seventeen we had figured out as a quartet how to approach the competition in the right way for us. Nice. And so we did the absolute best we could in 2017. We kind of, you know, made that splash into the medals and it was just a continuation. Same thing that, both years. That's all yep. it was. And, and it's, it, 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 I can't stress enough. I know it's been mentioned, the idea of just not taking the competition seriously, but I, you, you can't stress that enough. And, yeah, and well, the idea of when you're together, making it be about something you enjoy and not something about doing doing well and singing well and getting the right points i mean that's just 500 percent against why we all get <laughs> who, who got into barbershop to to win points yeah. you got into barbershop because you love singing four parts with yeah. people that you love yeah. and and why, why would you ever approach it in any different way and and I, I just like you know just just to take it that extra level one of the things we do in in rehearsal is uh, maybe someone mentioned this and I zoned out a little bit, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, Tim t- 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 mentioned, you know, the, the idea of in, in rehearsal not getting frustrated and everything. But one one thing we do is we just, we try to keep each other laughing and enjoying. Nice. If, if, if we get to a point that we're rehearsing something and something isn't quite working, you know, if, if you're in, in a certain zone, then you, oh, you get frustrated and the more you work at something, the worse it gets. Mm. And you just kind of get in that, that area of diminishing returns. Nice. We'll just stop and we'll watch a stupid YouTube video yep. and it makes us laugh. Yeah. Break the mood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just whatever you can do to keep yourself laughing in rehearsal and keep yourself enjoying yourselves and each other in rehearsal. Mm. That's, that's what will help you win contests. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> not, not sitting there and analyzing every single chord and yeah. making sure that third is high. And it, oh. that's, you know, at a certain level, what's going to make you win contests is letting go of that. Letting go and enjoying each other's company and yeah. doing what you do because you love it. Shows on stage, man. That yeah. shows on stage. It comes through on stage. You yeah. can see I mean everyone's seen it. You can see the quartet when they're like just up there trying yes. and focusing yep. and you can see the and you can see another quartet and you're like man they're just having a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and it makes you smile as an audience member, you know. So it's interesting being MC today and seeing the quartets yeah. getting ready to go on stage. Mm, yeah. And well, 
as somebody as myself who's just kind of laid back yeah. in general, I would always try to say, hey guys, how's it going? You know, are you ready to go on stage? Yeah. And, and some quartets were very open and laughing and shaking their hands. And yeah. there's other ones that are just, wow. they didn't want to be talked to. Yeah. And we've been there. And yeah. not to say that that can't work, because I understand wanting to get focused. Yes. But that also reflects the 2018 and finals. We, so we were, I think, I don't know the exact order, of we were supposed to go after a presentation of the, the, like, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they asked us, hey, hey, can we put this... Or no, it was the other way around. They, they didn't think that they would get all of the Hall of Fame people backstage in time. So they asked us, hey, would you guys would be okay go? just going now? And then we'll do the Hall of Fame after you guys. Yep. We were like, cool. So they had us backstage. We were ready to go on. And then they were like, actually... We're all ready. We've got yeah. everybody back we're here. So we're just going to do the Hall yeah. of Fame. <laughs> and so they kind of shuffled us back into a side room for... Yeah. I mean, it was 15 or 20 minutes yeah. as they were doing the Hall of Fame presentation. Yeah. They felt so bad. Yeah, they, they felt so... They were like, yeah. we, don't want, we don't want to get you out of your zone. Right. And we're like... Whatever. And we were so relaxed. We're yeah, just right. like... Okay, like, whatever. cool. Like, whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't know how much you talked to John and the Real Time guys about this, but I hear the same story from them, that they were just almost asleep in the green room, just waiting to go on, saying, yeah, it's all good, <laughs> it's all good, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that was, go and smash it. I mean, yeah. I mean, transition that scenario back to 2016 in Nashville, we probably would have been like, wait, you're changing? Now we're 20 more minutes? That's oh, right. what are we do? You know, so, but now, yeah, it's just... All right, whatever. We'll sing twenty yeah. minutes later. Who cares? You yeah, know? it's so. really interesting to watch quartets go through that dynamic of the constant like seriousness. Yeah, we sing barbershop. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but yeah. it's just a fun hobby. Yeah. It's not a serious competition. Yeah. You're not winning a million dollars to, or you're not getting a ton of fame if, if that's what you're looking for. Mm. You're just here to share music mm. with people. Mm. So. Quit taking it so seriously. Just enjoy it. Really. These guys. There's a lot of quotes coming out of this uh, little interview. Um, second last question, because we've got to wrap up. Um, uh, tell me about how where you all where your headspace was when you were backstage and the medal announcements began. <laughs> well, oh, first man. of all, uh, <laughs> first of all, it was dang near impossible to hear yeah. what the announcer was right. saying. It was kind of like the Charlie Brown teacher is like, you know, oh, yeah, right. You just could hardly hear it. Yeah. I remember being a ways away from the stage and we heard somebody talking and it took a minute to register that it was the, the metal announcement. And so we're like, Oh, oh, it started. Oh, right. it's starting. Right. So, okay, okay, we need to hear what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And so we're like all kind of like bunched up there. And uh, that was kind of nice because some years I feel like there's <clears throat> been like this 35, 40 minutes of like waiting. Oh, yeah. The year we won, it was like. It was things were it was just like really happening, fast. and all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're doing the metal announcements. Oh, wow. yeah. it like all of a sudden, just started yeah. happening really quickly. Yeah. So we didn't have to wait quite as long. It didn't seem like. So, um, I'm a big nerd. Right. And so uh, no, like, okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> and like as the as the the scores were being announced, I knew I knew what the record was, mm-hmm. and it was eighty four fifty three, and mm-hmm. the, the, you know, that's just been a number that's been sure. in my head for the last twenty years. Yeah. And um, and they announced, you know, second place was eighty four forty two, I think, and I went, oh, it's either going to be really close. Or there's going to be record. a new record, and 
I remember even saying at that point when they said the, the points. Yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point and I said to the guys, I said, that's a really pretty silver medal, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the year before, yeah. Yeah. the year before, I knew we were going to be third when they announced our score. It was ninety. Oh, wow. It was ninety one point one. Right. And yeah. I was like, "Yep, that's, that's us." Gotta be wow. And then they said our and they said our name. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I figured between Main Street and Signature <laughs> that they would both be higher than that. Okay. So I was like, yeah, ninety ninety one point one. That's good. Yeah, that's I'll right that. Yeah. And so it was kind of the same thing, like ninety three point eight. I was like, "No, oh, that's, that's a, pretty sweet. That's really really good." And then they didn't say our name, and I went. We all oh. we, we all just kind of tensed up as we you know we we got our arms around yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all yeah. just kind of went. <laughs> because from the hits you'd had and from everything you knew about the convention, you, you knew that you had won. Because in other situations, some yeah. quartets yeah. who hadn't been announced might have come sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. from everything everyone said and you knew it sung well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, mean, I think yeah. we. Were, I just remember too, like like real quick, slight rewind, but like. We felt really, really good about our hits too, and cool. like mm-hmm. I think that was the thing too. <laughs> where we, I, I know, but it's like it's one of those things where you know, many other years, you know, you feel good about the semifinals, or you feel good about you know right. a couple of the rounds, and ah, this one's. We just like I remember like that that general feeling of satisfaction of like we just felt like we put yeah. out there what we could put yeah. out there, huh. and we were just content with that, you yeah. know. And we, so there was something you know, we 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 thought it might be yeah. possible that we could have won. Um, I mean, we were, we were second going in, and I remember we were kind of joking after we got off stage after the finals, yeah. and, you know, we felt we felt really good about our set, like you were saying, mm. and I remember joking, like, man, if that was the last contest set we ever sing, it was a pretty good yeah, one. Yeah, huh? right, yeah. And, and uh, then they when they when they announced the score and they said 8005 yeah and i just went that's what? just yeah. that's just not possible <laughs> like it just yeah. the nerd in my the nerd in me <laughs> my head just exploded uh, cuz it just it just i didn't think it would ever happen yeah 8005 yeah and then it did and it did mm. Gentlemen, uh, thank you for that time uh, is racing. So the last question, and I have to say, uh, you've probably answered this, but it is actually my, my favorite question. Um, what would 2019 after hours, uh, or each of you individually tell, you know, 2015 or 10 or whatever, you know, what's, what's, what's that, that key advice that you let you maybe had to learn the hard way and maybe, <laughs> maybe we've discussed it. Yeah. What would have made it all easier? <laughs> Um, I know exactly what I did <laughs> myself. <Yeah. laughs> I, yeah. would, I would go back five years and tell myself, don't sing so dang loud. Okay. Yeah. For me, um, it was that 2016 to 2017 yeah. realization. Um, I would probably just tell myself, um, you know, you're in, a, you're in a great singing ensemble with, with, you know, three other guys that are great friends. Mm. You get to travel. You get to do all these things. Enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, enjoy. Like, take a second and stop taking this for granted. It could be gone mm-hmm. at any point. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy this while you have it. Nice. I love it. That's exactly right. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's what he said. Yeah. It, it's and that's the thing is. I mean, it's important to want to grow and get better as a quartet. Yes. But there's a lot of quartets that you know they really want to make that 76 to qualify and they all oh, they achieved it but then all they can think about is why don't I have an 80 yeah. and then they get that 80 oh, yeah. why don't I have an 82 yeah. like all, all you all you focus on is what you don't have mm-hmm. 
and you start to take things for granted and you know you get to that 87 oh why aren't we meddling you get to that fifth place oh why aren't we second place I'm so mad that I don't have that next thing like you're, you're never satisfied like we, we were in a top 10 quartet before we won for mm. five years yeah. mm -hmm. and 99.9% of barbershoppers would love to exactly. be in a top and 10 I, quartet and I tell myself yeah. there are there are so many singers that are much much better than me mm. that will never get to be in a quartet like this mm -hmm. because they just simply haven't found the right three other guys yeah. Yeah. there is a huge element of luck to this I am very, very, very lucky that I get to do this. I am there. There are much better singers than me that we'll never get to just because they didn't find the right three guys. And, and you know, sure, maybe we're we're floating around in in eighth place or sixth place, but I'm still I'm singing barbershop at the highest freaking level that you can yeah. and traveling. And it's you know, so we haven't won yet. You know yeah. what? It's a journey, and I'm I need to enjoy it. You know, nice. that's it. Yeah. So don't love take it. it too seriously. Enjoy the journey. That's that's yeah. I love it. I'm thankful, I'm, I'm thankful that Prestige beat after hours. <laughs> <laughs> they, had to, they had to bring in a real ringer to really <laughs> <laughs> get it done. <laughs> with a big show. That's right. That's right. Now, I agree with everything that has been said regarding that question. Um, just as a lead singer, I would tell myself that it's okay to take chances and allow yourself to explore instead of it's better to take the risk than it is to not because you always just be in this kind of squared box mm. that you never want to move out of and until you allow yourself to just go for it you'll find you have a lot more other opportunities whether they're right or wrong and it helps just as a performer mm. it allows you to express yourself how you want to towards an audience and that took me at least Vegas was the first time I started to just get hints of it and mm. then I think definitely in 18 was mm. more and even now today like I'm doing other things that I've never done before and it pays off because nobody's coming up to me and saying well why are you doing that all of a sudden mm. if anything they're just maybe enjoying it more mm. so I would say that just take more chances and allow yourself to um, go for that risk mm. yeah and learn through that and yeah mm -hmm. learn about yeah. If, if it doesn't quite work out and you fall down and skin your knee, yeah, you then know that, that didn't work. <laughs> you try something else. That's you know? right. That's, exactly. Um, don't be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's gold, gentlemen. I literally and figuratively. Um, thank you for for the chat. Um, yeah, that's right. Oh, if you if you think that you've got all the puns, you've seen you won't see <laughs> you won't see nothing yet. Yes, there's a, there's a a lot of a uh, lot of puns in my family tree, and I'm a chip off the old block. So, um, um, what I would say is, uh, yes, thank you for uh, your legacy. Thanks for the, the, the musical leadership and the, the inspiration you've been to a bunch of other people, and you're now uh, very much uh, in the history for all the right reasons. So, uh, yeah, keep keep enjoying and uh, uh, and and um, enjoying the, the the fruits of your labour from all those times, and, and and who knows what's ahead. All sorts of wonderful things. So, good on you. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you so much. Lemons clog your sink oh, Don't you stand around and scream Don't you scream Spike some lemonade and drink up wine. And make butter out of cream Butter out of cream For all your life When you see a chance just take it Work your tail